What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It is time for a little Monday night football preview of the Ravens and the Raiders. Week 1 wraps up this evening. It is obviously Monday, September 13th. And joining us to break down week 1 from a gambling and DFS perspective, the one, the only, Tyler Sullivan. Sully, what's up, buddy? How we doing? What's going on, Will? How you doing? How was your uh, How was your Sunday? It was great. It was great. Woke up, did a little bit of our, uh, we do like a gambling live blog here at, at CBS. Yeah. So I was doing all that. And then once that was done, I had to immediately get in my car and, and fight traffic to get to the Patriots game. But it was great. No, it was a good time. You know, obviously fun to be back into a jam-packed stadium and all that. I was just talking to Debo, Debo about that prior to us getting on. Like, that's that's the fun stuff. That was great. It's uh, It was cool seeing crowds, uh, crowds being back. And it is weird. It's weird being in a full stadium full of people. And tonight's game should be exciting, too, from that perspective, because we've never seen the Vegas Raiders with a full stadium of fans. And I I, I don't know what to expect, honestly. I, I think it'll be Raiders fans from Vegas or not from yeah, Vegas. Yeah, it would have to be, right? I mean, I don't know. You know, yeah, yeah. The bachelor parties, right? Like, exactly. Like, like I, I feel like when, when we were talking about Vegas starting, right, we were like, all right, is it going to be like that? Is it going to be like the bachelor weekend? You know, you're going to be a bunch of buddies. They love the Ravens. They're going to go do that whole thing. But how many of those Ravens fans are there actually going to be? Well, I mean, also, like, how many of those guys are sticking around till Monday night? Well, that's also true. Right? Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe you did. Maybe you were a Ravens fan. You played a bachelor, bachelor party. You go or a bachelorette party. Um, I know. Actually, I know a, a, one of the most diehard Ravens fans I know, uh, Sarah Sims Chesson, my my good friend, uh, is a. Uh, she um, maybe she's already she's already married with several children. So I doubt she's planning a bachelorette party. But you get the point. You know. You know. Maybe you plan it. You're like, let's stay out till Tuesday. What's what screams? I'm good at my job and, and care about work more than taking a <laughs> bachelor, bachelor, bachelorette party until Tuesday or Wednesday, and then you need Wednesday off because you went out. I was just gonna say it, that's really yeah. like a, it's a Tuesday, but it really turns into a Wednesday, and then you get to Thursday, Friday. Like, oh, I'll just take those days off, and then, yeah. then, then you're out the entire week. <laughs> Your boss is like, why don't you just take Thursday and Friday off? Don't don't bother coming in on Thursday or Friday. In the feed, we have our full week one recap. It is one hour and fifty nine minutes long. It was no. We got in under two hours, could not get 90 minutes done. Debo laughed at me when I suggested we could. He was correct and accurate to suggest that. Also coming up in the feed, Monday Night Football reaction from this game. We will have that uh, with the Super Friends after the game. If you want to use your football expertise to win big-time cash prizes, you've got your chance with Football Pick'em from CBS Sports. Correctly pick the entire slate of one-week's games, and you can win the $100,000 jackpot this week and every week of the season by visiting cbssports.com slash picks. Even if no one wins a weekly jackpot by going perfectly against the spread, we're still giving away $1,000 in guaranteed cash to the winner each week and $5,000 to the season-long champ. So don't wait. Make your picks and compete for the $100,000 jackpot today by visiting cbssports.com slash picks. Okay, so the game at hand features one-time MVP Lamar Jackson and the banged-up Ravens, who've just had a miserable offseason from a skill position perspective Losing t- losing three running backs to ACL injuries and dealing with inj- ba- injuries of various kinds to uh, lots of wide receivers. It's just been tough for them. They are minus four on the road, regardless of going to play uh, Derek Carr, John Gruden, and the Raiders in Las Vegas. The over-under here is 50 and a half. The Ravens on the money line are minus 200. The Raiders are plus 170. Also on the injury report, 
Josh Jacobs popped up. He is on there with a an illness and is at the last minute questionable to play in this game, which means we might get our uh, our the, the full allotment of Kenyon Drake. It's also going to make picking props a little more difficult because in some places, if you're trying to bet on player props, and uh, you know we're fortunate because I believe that uh, do, do we have. Rushing yards. I don't even think we have. Rushing. I don't know. If, I don't know if C has that, but there are some with Kenyon Drake in, in in there. So you can yeah. you can kind of you can find ones if you really want to. Uh, yeah, my point being is that if you're trying to bet on rushing props for the Raiders, you're probably not going to be able to until a lot closer to the game. And just because we don't know if Josh Jacobs is going to play, if he plays with an illness, it, it, anyway, we'll see. But th- that's a that's a huge factor. Even if he's just a running back, it's going to change how the Raiders approach this game. I think. Yeah, of course. And, and really, it's the both backfields, right? I mean, that's exactly what the key to this game is going to be, whether it's Jacobs fighting through that illness or he doesn't. We get all Kenyon Drake. And on the other side, with Baltimore, too, you know, we all think we know what it's going to look like, but but we're not 100% sure. I mean, Tyson Williams is going to be the starter, we presume, but that doesn't necessarily mean with this team that he's going to lead the team in carries because they have a guy like Lamar Jackson who can make a ton of plays with his legs. So it, it is going to be an interesting thing to kind of digest here. Yeah. I, I actually think if I'm, if I'm making a pick on this game, I think I'm going, to, I have a hard time with this one because to me, the, the, the Ravens are a much better team. I, I don't like the Raiders. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think the Raiders are going to be great this year. I don't, I don't have any hopes for their defense. And while I think I, their offense should be better or should just be above average, and we'll see how high the ceiling is for their offense. I don't feel like the Raiders are a dynamic, explosive offense. You know, they they, they have a high ceiling or a high floor, I guess. I just don't know how high their ceiling is. Darren Waller, of course, is one of the best tight ends in football. Henry Ruggs, we'll see. Brian Edwards, are, the, you know, are one of these guys going to develop. What is this offensive line going to look like? Will we find out what this offensive line looks like? Because... Do the do the Ravens have a pass rush? They lost Marcus Peters to an ACL. It's it's just it's very hard to get a gri- a, gri- a, a grip a grip a grips a grasp. grip on a grasp. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I pulled a Jameis there. A grip a grips um, on what kind of challenge the Ravens defense will present and what kind of ability the Raiders will have to stop them from an from a blocking perspective yeah i think i mentioned this to you a, a while ago during the offseason when we had when i was on on with you and i i was talking about the raiders offense i like their pieces individually i just don't know if i like them as a whole like obviously like you said Waller's great Carr is can hold his own henry ruggs you can even talk me into as a you know first round receiver kind of maybe could pop Ryan Edwards, same thing, Hunter Renfro but then when you kind of put them all together you're just kind of like i i don't know exactly what I'm looking at here and and defensively too I just don't think that they're up to snuff going up against the Ravens I like the Ravens too I think that this is a a game where I'm just completely looking at them despite all of the injuries I just think that they're well coached I think they're just an overall more talented roster so to me it's it's not a no-brainer because obviously you have to have some pause when just these injuries just keep piling up for Baltimore but for me it's pretty clear that that I'm laying the points here on the road and going with them so I've got I'm taking the Raiders and I don't really have a good reason for it. I don't feel good about it. It wouldn't have been anywhere near um, my best bets. I don't feel comfortable 
backing the Raiders at plus four. The crowd should be a factor, but I'm not sure how much it will really matter for Lamar Jackson and what they want to do on offense because of how much they use Lamar Jackson's legs and how they they like to run. You know, you can run RPOs and you know and and quarterback. You know, you can. It's it's a lot easier to to when it comes to communication and allowed space to run those kind of plays. I think than to you know, have to orchestrate a complicated passing game. And the the, Ra- the Ravens have been very good in week one. I think they've won their last week one games by 30-plus points, which is the first time in NFL history that somebody's done that. Uh, Lamar has lit up bad defenses in week one in the past two years, and he's going to get a chance to light up a bad defense in the Raiders if, if they come out and play well. So I can give you those the past five week ones for the Ravens, five and zero against the spread, and then when they're a road uh, favorite, six and zero against the spread in their last six. I mean, they are very good in these spots, and you know we even talked about it in the preseason when they went. You know they've been on this historic pace too. They just you know Harbaugh has them coached well enough in these week one games where they know what they're doing. Again, these injuries could throw a wrench in that whole thing, but sure. ultimately, if we're looking at it on its face value the Ravens are, are a great bet in these games here. Yeah, for sure. So I'm probably staying away, you know, on my official, I think on the C, on CBS sports.com and then in my like picks leagues and everything, I've got the uh, Raiders plus four, plus four and a half. I'm probably going to stay away from actually betting on that number. Uh, I will, I think I will take the over here at 50, at 51 or 50 and a half, depending on where you look, there's just going to be points in this game. You know, when you look at the injuries, when you look at this, when you look at the defense for the Raiders, it hasn't been good. And when you look at the injuries to Baltimore, I, I think that you'll see the Raiders be able to score. Pete Prisco had that as one of his best bets. I can see that coming to fruition where, you know, you just end up getting some big plays, some even if there's some longer drives, longer drives that culminate in touchdowns. And if I'm if I'm taking anything on a side or a turtle here, it's the over. Yeah, see, I, I'm a little bit more looking towards the under on this one just because I, I always get a little bit nervous with, with the Ravens offense. Like I said, I like their pieces individually, but you could tell me that they're not going, you know, light up the scoreboard effectively and it wouldn't shock me at all. I mean, yes, Carr can throw for a couple of touchdowns, but I don't know what that backfield's going to look like with Josh Jacobs dealing with an injury. Worst case scenario is he plays – plays with this illness and he's just not the same guy and he's bogging down the offense and also we don't know really what Kenyon Drake's role specifically is going to be here as well and the receivers outside of Waller at the tight end position we don't know exactly what they're going to be do I know when we get into props there are some things I like about those guys but ultimately I, I, I still have a ton of questions about that offense and then when you look at the Ravens they're still good defensively yes they, they obviously you know have injuries that are that are hurting them but I still think that they are well enough equipped to shut down this offense to some degree. And then when you look on the other side, this team, like we've been saying, injuries have been so crazy. So if they get out to any sort of an early lead here, I could see Harbaugh just completely trying to lean on the run, get out healthy, kill as much clock as you can. And and that's the script of where you could see an under start to hit there. And and there's a couple of trends here as well. Uh, The under is five and two in Baltimore's last seven week one games. Mm. The under is also five and one in the Raiders' last five Monday night games. The the concern would be there's two I think there's two paths where you can't get to that over and it's Baltimore has a big lead and just like you say just run 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 eat clock run now you can jailbreak a couple but sure they probably would prefer with all the injuries to try and you know minimize the amount of time these guys have to be on the field on the other hand 
you know, they may want to come out and make a statement and say, look, yeah, we got a bunch of dudes who are hurt. We're not worried about it. We're still going to put up points. And I do, I, I, I'm pretty sure that if they score enough that the Raiders will be able to come back the other way and put up points on them as well via the air. You're just going to see some garbage time points. And if if they can get Derek Carr into full, you know, to get John Gruden into full, like, all right, we're throwing every down mode, then I think you're going to see the Raiders start to play catch up. And, and then you start to see the points kind of come, particularly in the second half. Maybe the first half under is a look too as well. Yeah, probably that's probably the better way to look, the under in the first half as well. I mean, again, I, I like it for the entire game. But ultimately, that's if you're, if you're kind of – and this is admittedly a tough game to kind of figure out, kind of bet. I mean, you know, like you were saying, it's not in your best bets or anything like that. It's tough for me to gauge. It wasn't in one of my five best bets for the week. So it is tough to kind of figure out what this game is going to look like. But ultimately, to me, you know, you could see an over in a standpoint of similar to what we saw last night too, where it's, you know – the Rams are scoring 30 plus points and, and the Bears, all they have to do is get into the teens and yeah. there you go, you're, you're cashing. So there are obviously different ways to get there, you know, different ways to skin a cat, as they say. But like to me, you know, I, I still like the under just because I don't know if I trust that offense with the Raiders. And ultimately, I think that the Ravens are trying to run the ball, get out healthy and just move on to week two. Yeah, entirely possible that that's your plan. And by the way, that game, you know, it goes just goes to show you how hard it is to when you look at these totals, I mean, that game on on uh, on Sunday night was a 46 total. And the game tonight, obviously 51. The game last night, you know, you could see a similar score, 34-14. It would land in between them. It would go under. And, you know, there was a late garbage time touchdown from the Rams. And, you know, you got it, – it's – betting on the NFL, you just got to get lucky. You know what I mean? If you, don't have, if you don't have pure conviction on a side or a total, and even if you do – and even if you're right, I had the Cardinals Titans over as one of my best bets and had it several units on it and it was locked. It was over. And then they didn't score a single point in the fourth quarter. NFL betting on the NFL is really hard. Yeah, of course it is. I mean, look at that Lions game yesterday. That was that was fun for a lot of people. You know, that right, right. So it was significant to some that uh, that final Lions two point conversion. If you depending on when you bet it and what number you got it at. So and, and then and, and and you know going right off of that too with this over here it opened at 52. So it's consistently been going down. People have been liking the under. So it's really been drawing this number down 50 and a half we have it now. So you know that's a pretty substantial drop here. I'd be curious to see what happens and and I believe it was at 51 up until Saturday. So I don't know if that you know the Josh Jacobs news came out uh after that. So I'd be curious to see how that kind of all plays out as we get closer to kickoff here, too. Yeah, and again, you know, when we look at the Ravens, there's a really good chance that we're going to see, I don't know, I mean, between Le'Veon Bell, Tyson Williams, Lamar Jackson, Trenton Cannon, I guess that's everybody they've got promoted to the active roster. I believe so, yes. Yeah, I mean, there's a pretty good chance we're going to see somewhere between, you know, I mean, somewhere in the 30-ish range in terms of carries. And you got, you know, if you're if you're running the ball that much, then it keeps the clock moving. Now, on the other hand, if the Raiders come out and jump all over the Ravens and the Ravens are losing, we could see the Ravens panic and start to throw the ball more. And that completely changes what we think of of the total in this game and the side in this game. But that's um, right. I mean, at that point, you're looking at Marquise Brown. You're looking at, you know, props for Mark Andrews. I mean, that's that that's the point where you're starting to hit those guys big. Well, let's uh, let's take a quick break. Then we'll talk about those props next. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. 
With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers, I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe, the Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing, learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com, call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Okay, so my favorite prop in this game, and I'm going to get to it because people who are watching this need to go bet it now because it is flying up. The uh, It's flying up. Is Tyson Williams over rush yards. I sent it in uh, in in shocking form and fashion. I sent it in before our week our week one recap pod. I can't. I'm sure Diva. I'm sure both you and Diva were like, "What is this?" Is like the the help me. I'm kidnapped. Email when when I say when I send something so far ahead of time that it's uh that it's in there. Tyson Williams. So I bet it – did I say – I sent in 60 and a half, right, last night? I believe that's true. I yeah, I think so. It is still 60 and a half at Caesars. In the place I bet it last night, it is now – look and see. 60, 62 and a half. So it's moved up two yards. So yay for me. The, the, the two yards matter a ton when you talk about rushing yard props. You're talking about a percentage that it has. I still think that 62 and a half is very short – I would bet this up to 67 and a half. And, but I mean, you don't want, if you look, I mean, that's, it's gotten a little out of control if you get it up to 67 and a half. So uh, go ahead and get that in now. If Tyson Williams, Tyson, the, the implication from John Harbaugh leading up to this game is that Tyson Williams is going to be, they like this kid rookie. You know, you, if you're going to be a, you know, if you're going to be a rookie and make an impact, you, this is a good spot, right? A, a good offensive line. You have a mobile quarterback who opens up holes. You have a defense that has just not been good since John Gruden got there. And all indications are that they're going to give Williams the opportunity to win the starting job and to run as much as he can. So this number is, I believe, woefully short of where it should be. And it's a two-unit over on rush yards at 60 and a half I, I would encourage everybody to go get it now because I think it probably closes closer to seven. Maybe, I don't know how I don't know how high it goes. It it all depends on what we sort of hear from the Ravens pregame, and we may not hear anything about where they where they plan to go uh, with the uh, you know with with the carry share and all of that. What about uh Lamar Jackson seventy two and a half? I've got seventy four and a half juice to the over on my local. So there's some val- potentially some value there. At 74 and a half. That's a little steep for me. 
but I'm yeah. not betting it under a Lamar Jackson rushing prospect. Right, right. That one is just a stay away. I wouldn't even touch that one just because, you know, Jackson, he's one of those guys you can rip it off and, and pretty much want one, one, one Yeah, play. exactly. If you can, so, you can do the opening play from scrimmage. Right. So to me, the the Williams one is is the rushing prop to hit the over on that one. I'm right there with you. You know, that, that just makes all the sense in the world. I mean, even when J.K. Dobbins went down and Gus Edwards was promoted to be the guy – there was still talk that Tyson Williams was going to be a factor in this backfield. Like it was not, it was not just a oh, Gus Edwards and J.K. Dobbins went down. Here comes Tyson Williams. No, no, no. He was going to be a factor even before this Gus Edwards ACL tear. And so the fact that they like him that much is instills a lot of confidence here. And like you said, the opportunities in front of him to really go after it. If you're looking at Lamar Jackson, to me, the one that I put in last night, the one that I love is the the total rushing attempts over 11 and a half. He did it in six of his 15 games last year, and now we're talking about a backfield that's completely different, where these might be asked to run a little bit more just to help the rookie running back in Tyson Williams. So to me, that one completely, completely hammer that one. I think that that one's you know take it to the bank. He'll he'll easily get that. Yeah, he's actually not up on the board for carries on 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 my local site, but I agree with you there. I like the 11 and a half. It's juice to the over. You know, you don't like to lay juice, but if you know, I mean. It, it it typically indicates that something's about to it's gonna juice usually indicates a move of some kind which means this should probably go up so now would be a good time to bet that as well right. and the thing with Lamar Jackson rushing attempts is you don't have there's no individual game script that will throw that off the only thing that could really ruin you is if he throws I guess there is one I mean the, the one that could ruin you is Lamar Jackson throws three early passing touchdowns to Marquise Brown and Mark Andrews and then the and the Raiders can't score and the Ravens are just handing it off and not running it with Lamar to make sure that he stays healthy. Because right. as much as we have concerns about the running back injuries and the wide receivers being banged up, nothing matters as long as Lamar Jackson is out there on the field and they don't want him to take a bunch of unnecessary shots. So that would be my only concern there. I like that over on Tyson Williams uh, rushing attempts as well. It looks like it's juiced to the under at 14 and a half, but I would anticipate that he gets – Again, and you know, you have a lot of different ways to get there. There's just no. I mean, are they going to give Le'Veon Bell the ball 20 times? I don't think so. I would, I would expect that Tyson Williams gets somewhere in the range of 15 to 20 carries, and and potentially more if the Ravens are blowing out the Raiders. Right. Like I'm not expecting Le'Veon Bell to be any sort of a crazy factor tonight. You know, again, huge name. He's probably a huge claim on the waiver wire with all your fantasy teams and stuff like that. Like I totally, I get it. Like. You know, he's a guy that obviously I, I think I picked him up in a couple of leagues just to see what happens, because if he comes anywhere close, you know, that's a potentially, you know, huge addition that you can have to your roster going forward. I don't want to say league winner, but it does help. Yeah. But for tonight, week one, only been on the team for a little bit. I, I, I'm leaning a little bit more towards or not a little bit more towards a lot towards Williams just to, to really carry the load there offensively in that backfield. Yeah, I, I agree completely that again, love the over on Tyson Williams rushing yards and like the over on uh, Tyson Williams carries at 14 and a half, the rushing yards 16 and a half again, somewhere, you know, you can take it up to 65, 67 if you want, but just, just be cautious on it in the uh, passing game. This is a scary, scary game for passing game. Although I guess the Raiders maybe present a little bit of interest. Who, uh, who, who, who piques your curiosity in the passing game from a props perspective, maybe a receptions play. Yeah, so I like Mark Andrews' total receptions for over four and a half. I mean, to me, he is going to continue to be the go-to receiver 
for Lamar Jackson in this offense? Because as much as we're talking about, you know, the running backs being kind of banged up, we, we still don't know what the receiver unit's going to look like. I mean, but the one consistent option for Lamar Jackson is going to be Mark Andrews. He's hit this total uh, in six of his uh, games last season. So to me, it's only going to increase if there's an a, a issue with the backfield or anything along those lines where they can't move the ball effectively on the ground with Williams. So to me, that that's what I'm looking at here. Andrews for me is just a, is a great DFS play, a great over for this prop. And, and I have him in a bunch of season long fantasy as well. Yeah. And there's a pretty good chance that the Raiders won't be able to cover Mark Andrews. One it, it, look, look at the contract, you know, there's, there's, I've seen some in some places where people have like fan, like smart fantasy folks have said that there is a pathway to Mark Andrews being tight end one this year. Now he's probably more like I mean he's definitely going to be a tight end one for you know I, we're not tight end overall number one tight end. I think that's probably unlikely. There's definitely the pathway for it to happen, sure. but yeah, we already saw George Kittle looking sharp for the 49ers. We saw of course Travis Kelsey come out and play really Hawkinson well. Hawkinson look great. Hawkinson looked great. Darren Waller's on the other side you know, of, of this game and, and is always a, a threat to be the tight end one. Andrews, I, I just don't know if he'll get the volume to be tight end one, but I certainly think that you could see him get the volume here where he gets over five catches. I I would, I don't love the juice at that price, but I, like he's, he's, he's the number one passing option in this right. offense. I actually have a prop I like on the over for receiving yards. And that is, uh, that is with Marquise Hollywood Brown, who is, I think when I sent it in last night, was at 48 and a half receiving yards and now is at, let's see, what's he at here? We're, we're on youtube.com slash pick six, by the way, if you want to watch, uh, we're live on there. Um, I don't know why they do it in that weird format, TV. There you go. You got it. Uh, let's see. What's Hollywood Brown at now? 48 and a half still on Caesars. I've seen it creep up to 50 and a half. Yep. 48 and a half is a, is a smash spot Love for it. me because you there's just no one out there. Yeah. They don't have any they, everyone's hurt. And Hollywood Brown expected to play. You can get one deep ball and this prop is over. He's not going to be a possession receiver or anything, but he's going up against a secondary that just can't stop anybody and I expect Brown to be able to pick up some a couple, three or four, five catches and be a bigger part of this offense than people have anticipated in the past few years, especially because his status is a third round pick or excuse me, a first round pick in his third year. This is a guy who was explosive coming out of college and can certainly uh, end up going over 50 total yards. I think he'll be closer to 60, 75. And, and you got to remember what he was looking at at the tail end of last year. He was looking great. Last six games in the regular season, he had averaged a touchdown a game. In the playoffs, he was averaging 98 receiving yards a game. So to me, yeah, this one, if, if he can carry over what we saw in the tail end of 2020 into 2021, and like you said, when you get these you know, first-round receivers, it's year two, it's year three, you're kind of in that sweet spot to kind of explode a little bit. To me, the matchup's great. It, that's a that's one that should easily get the over there as well. Uh, he went over this total in seven of his 16 games uh, played last season, too. Uh, anything else you like in the passing game? Well, I'll, I'll give the Raiders some love here, too. I do like the Henry Ruggs receiving yards prop over 34 and a half. To me, it, it seems like they want him to be a huge part of this offense. I know last year wasn't particularly great. You know, first round didn't live up to the, the expectations. But when you look at what they did over the course of the offseason, they let Nelson Aguilar go. They kind of free up 
a scenario for him to really attain. I don't know if it's going to be that number one receiver spot because obviously it's going to go to Waller and Edwards is certainly going to factor in. But when you talk about that deep threat standpoint, Ruggs to me is a guy very similar to Brown where the volume might not be crazy there, but all it takes is possibly one catch or two mm-hmm. catches to cash this over here. So to me, it, it makes all the sense in the world to kind of keep an eye on this, especially if the Ravens do get out to some sort of a lead. And all of a sudden you do have to take some deep shots. If you're the Raiders offense with Derek Carr, that's an area where you're saying, okay, who's the guy that could break open a huge touchdown for me. If Waller is covered, it's rugs in my opinion. Sorry. I think I finally trapped the bug. that has been there you go. office for like, <laughs> Oh, I got him! We got him, ladies and gentlemen. Love it. I was flying around all like all all last night. I don't know. I don't know where he lives or how he got here, but he's a little like he was buzzing in front of him. Anyway, um, what a win for me. I, I like the rugs prop as well. In fact, I just bet it on my side. I got 38 and a half. So I think if you're all looking right. at these on Caesars, and you know, again, shop around if you if 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 you're able because you want to get the best number when you're making these bets, but I think if you're looking at these on Caesars, that number for rugs ends up getting closer to 40. And that number for Hollywood Brown that we were talking about ends up getting closer to 50. So if you want to bet those overs on those receiving props, go ahead and get them in now. Sammy, and I'll, and I'll just tell you really quick on that last point about rugs too. You know, we all talk about how it wasn't particularly great rookie season for him, and we were all, you know, it was left left a lot to be desired. But he hit this over prop in six of his thirteen games played. So you know, you're 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 talking about a guy who we think is going to be much improved in year two, and he's already hit this almost half the time that he played in his game. So to me, this that one is it makes all the sense in the world. Well, and the other thing about the rugs uh, over is. If you look at his first game against Carolina, five targets, three catches, 55 yards. I believe he got hurt in that game. He was looking like he was on, on pace to have a monster game. Misses, plays, plays a little bit in week two, doesn't get it, comes back against Kansas City and goes, has two catches for 118 yards, which is just ridiculous. You know, 59 yards a catch. What John Gruden is, is, is easy to figure out, okay? Complex, crazy person, but easy to figure out in terms of what he drafted Henry Ruggs in the first round. Henry Ruggs has been a disappointment. He's going to scheme up Henry Ruggs and get the ball to Henry Ruggs in week one. When you know Henry Ruggs is healthy, he is going to find ways to get the ball to Henry Ruggs. Now, maybe some of that will be end rounds. Uh, I, I don't think a Henry Ruggs rush prop is that crazy to look at, but he's going to get him open on screens. He's going to get him open on you know different creative ways to make sure they get the ball in his hands in space to try and generate yardage from and, and make sure people are like, oh, Ruggs, first round pick, doing very nicely. John Gruden wants to justify that pick, so I, I, I like that over as well. Um, any other props? Oh yeah, let's do some lotto ticket props. Yep. Or do you, yeah, yeah, because that's all we. Yeah, I think that's all we have. All right, uh, you got a lottery ticket prop for us. Yeah, and I think this one you should again continue to monitor. I wouldn't place it just yet. I would actually wait to see what happens with Josh Jacobs because if he does play, I think it could even be a, a bigger lottery ticket. But it's mm-hmm. a touchdown. It's a combined touchdown. Kenyon Drake and Lamar Jackson need to score to cash this ticket. I think it was plus 450 at the time I put it in. But to me, if you're, you know, and this was right off the heels of, okay, we don't know what's going on with Josh Jacobs. The news is coming down. A lot of the rushing props were taken off. But this one is where you can get some Kenyon Drake action if you want to. And to me, I still think regardless of if he plays or not, 
they gave him a boatload of money this offseason. They were criticized, and like you were saying, you know, to, to the nth degree of why you have Josh Jacobs. Why are you giving all this money to Kenyon Drake? I mean, John Gruden will run Kenyon Drake into the ground and come out back. I don't know why everybody's criticizing what we did with Kenyon Drake. I mean, this and, so it, and so if you want to play that narrative – you can you can conceivably see obviously Lamar Jackson scoring a rushing touchdown. That 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 one you could you could wrap your brain around. But also when you talk about the Gruden factor, you could see how Kenyon Drake finds his way in there at some point or another. Obviously he was kind of a red zone back during his days with the Arizona Cardinals. So again, could this be a role where he's moved around a little bit with the Raiders now? We'll see how they specifically start to use him. But to me, that one is shot in the dark. But if you want, wait a little bit, because if Josh Jacobs is active, that's going to get juiced up even more. And I still like it regardless. Yeah, kind of monitor the buzz and see whether or not we think Josh Jacobs is going to play. I actually like Lamar Jackson to score a touchdown anytime at plus 111. I mean, they – they yeah. use they run him in the red zone all the time. Uh, Tyson Tyson Williams, by the way, if you go to if you're on Caesars and you go to the odds boost section, you can get plus one forty for Tyson Williams to score a touchdown. That's a pretty good uh, yeah. number as well. One twenty two, I think, on the uh, on the on the regular one. So I, th- I would think those two would be worth a little stab for my uh, for my lotto ticket prop. And this is you know we're looking. I mean, you could it, we're not looking for like forty to one here. You know, we're not. Right. I mean, but yeah, you know, we're just looking to first Baltimore Ravens touchdown score. Uh, Lamar Jackson, the favorite, obviously. Tyson Williams right after him. But Mark Andrews, four and a half to one. And then Marquise Brown, seven to one. I think both of those are really interesting yeah. because I, I and what we've seen from the Ravens the last two years with Lamar Jackson under center is that they are willing to throw the ball in week one to use play action to draw the defense in and then go over top either to Andrews in the red zone or maybe to Hollywood Brown uh, from a little further deeper out. And at four and a half to one at seven to one is basically the healthiest, you know, normal targets that we're used to that, that, Lamar Jackson's familiar with, I could see those guys getting shots there early in the game. So I like the idea of those guys being there. And you don't have to worry about the Ravens scoring or the Raiders scoring. It's first Raven, first Ravens yeah. touchdown there. Yeah, you don't have to worry about a coin flip completely screwing you over right out of the gate there. Right, exactly. But to, and, and to me, too, like, you know, again, like we've been saying about this Baltimore offense, if they're not going to run right now, they're looking at two guys. It's going to be Mark Andrews or Marquise Brown. Like those, those are Lamar Jackson's. First two reads, I would guarantee you on every single dropback that he has tonight. That that is probably what it's going to look like. So to me, absolutely, and that and that doesn't really change when they get in the red area. Marquise Brown has a little bit more of that completely game breaking, you know, seventy yard touchdown ability, but he's still somebody that he would look at when you get a little bit closer to the red area as well. So I do like that. Uh, Darren Waller's four, plus four twenty five to be the first Raiders touchdown. That's that's actually a bet too. Yeah, hundred percent. There's no reason he shouldn't be. Josh Jacobs is the favorite at plus 280. I mean, of course, Rug, you know, Rugs and Drake are plus, Drake at plus 750. Actually, that's a bet too. You that can go fun. bet that right now, right? Caesars. Yeah. And you're if if Jacobs is ruled out, Kenyon Drake will be the favorite to score the first touchdown or the second favorite behind Darren Waller. I would if you have access to that, take seven and a half to one on the odds that Josh Jacobs is ruled out and you get Kenyon Drake first first touchdown or. As Sully says, monitor the news, and if you start seeing that it, if it starts looking like he's clearly going to be out, that then then go uh, take a stab at that. All right, let's talk some draft kings. Let's see if I can successfully share my screen. Last uh, last last time I did it, I messed up. Diva's, oh boy! Yeah, Diva's like you're showing everybody your ass. <laughs> uh, I don't I don't know exactly what I was showing, but uh, I think we should be good. 
All right, let's see. There we go. Yeah. Nice. Um, okay, so Lamar Jackson, <laughs> clearly the top option here in this game, $18,600 for a captain. He will be highly rostered in the captain spot, and to nobody's surprise, he provides massive upside. And I mean, it's it's not it's not hard to it's hard to it's hard to look at him and, and just get and just get away from him, you know, because of what he brings upside wise as a passer and as a rusher. Yeah, to me, you know, again, it, it's it's chalky. Everybody's gonna have it, but it's one of those where you might not want, you know, you 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 can go chalk with your captain spot and kind of get a little 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 crazy later on in your roster if you really want to. To me, it, it's a little bit difficult. I've, I've been trying to make a couple of rosters here. I you know I made one where I'm trying to get both quarterbacks in. You know, I really can't get Waller in at all if I want you know all these quarterbacks. It's just it's just tough to do if I want Lamar Jackson as my captain i've done a few where let me see the one i liked particularly the best was let's see um i liked lamar jackson as my captain let's put, lamar, Mar- let's, let's put lamar in as a captain and see what we have sure. to work with. because it's interesting with jacobs see drake is priced up at well and he's, but he's not priced way up you know he's not they, right. he's not he's not juiced too high no um we have, I mean, I think you have to play Williams at six yes. eight yes. As, as a running option. The question is, who is cheap enough? Oh yeah, you can definitely get Lamar Jackson in here, um, because of the because of the cheaper. Look, look at all these guys on the IR. It's I know it's crazy. Yeah. So if you want to do, all right, here's let's see. We get Lamar Jackson there. Here's a little stab. I like it. Eh, we'll wait on that. Let's see. We need. Do we want to go with Andrews at nine thousand or Hollywood at seventy six hundred? Um, I would do Hollywood. Let's do Hollywood seventy six hundred. We're gonna to need to get some Raiders coming back. It's gonna be real. We got seventeen thousand left for three spots, so it's fairly tough to get Darren Waller in there or Derek Carr in there. Yeah, I have a, I have a, a a lineup that is you know pretty much the same build. And I went with Drake and Ruggs as my two Raiders, but then I had to come back around and go with Tucker in there as well. I mean, I, you know, don't love. Right, now here's what we're gonna do. Watch this. So we're gonna toss Ruggs and Waller in there. It's like what? You can't do that. It leaves you with twelve hundred left. Well, then you can go with Fabian Moreau as a third. Yeah, you typically want to go four, four and two. I think three and three. Unless you, I like James right. Crochet in a in a game where everyone's banged up. I love this kid coming out of SMU. I mean, I don't know how many snaps he's going to get, but if you do that, you got plenty to work with. In fact, you can even come back and move. I don't know if you can get all the way up to Derek Carr. Eh. Yeah, you can't do that. But if there's definitely a stars and scrubs kind of way where you can build this and go with somebody yeah. cheap, or even come back and go Moreau uh, if you wanted to get Waller in there, and then you're you're sort of unlocking all those pass catchers. Right. Right. I don't know if I love that lineup, but I mean, I think that's, I mean, that's sort of the pathway where you can get, you can unlock Waller and Jackson, who are probably the two most likely high scores in this matchup. Would there be any thought with you to use Tyson Williams as a captain? Absolutely. So how would, how would you, how would you construct that? Cause I made one lineup where I had both quarter, you know, Williams was my captain, both quarterbacks, Andrews, Renfro, Ruggs, which right, you got, so you got both quarterbacks. 
and two then, receiving options for the Raiders. Renfro. You, you ruled out a Waller there, which is kind I of did. Sucks, but I mean, then you get Rugs and hmm, yeah, Carr, Rugs, Renfro is twenty eight hundred. So you could do that. You could you also do Justin Tucker at four thousand if you think yeah. that they're going to kick a bunch. Yeah, the problem with Tucker is that the Ravens like to go for it on fourth down. Yeah. Which means he may see, I think it was eighth in fantasy points last year. In, in, but it's indoors. It's a good kicking environment. It's possible they get a lead and they just settle for some field goals and, and all that. I don't hate Tucker there. He'll probably be popular at $4,000. So it turns out you can actually construct a pretty good lineup fairly easily. Yeah. Just because of, because the, the way it should work if you're in a normal game, you have a guy like Josh Jacobs who's priced at $10,000. I want to say that the buzz about him being questionable came out before this showdown pricing was released. So you have, you know, I mean, Lamar Jackson is crazy high as a captain, but if you go away from Lamar Jackson, you can basically jam in a, a good combination of dudes really easily where you get both quarterbacks, both, you know, uh, two, you know, two. You don't, now, the question is, do you want to go away from the tight ends? That's yeah. I think that's the sort of the scary thing you can do. Right. Like I don't like when I'm, you know, when I'm trying to make all these rosters, I'm looking down and I don't see a lot of Waller. Like I don't love you that. No obviously. Waller, you have no Andrews. So right. if you guys go off and it's possible that they could, you are in you're sort of in you're sort of in in trouble there. Well, I made I made one with Williams with with Andrews in there as well. I had the Williams, Andrews, Carr, Jackson, Renfro, Rugs. Right. Let's let's do that. Let's do Williams as the captain. Yep. Then you got Waller. No, I had Andrews. Waller. You got Jackson, Andrews, Rugs. Oh, so you yep. skip Carr, right? No, I skipped. Uh, I skipped Waller. I put in uh, Andrews for Waller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you got oh, so you got Carr in there. Oh, and then you can come down and yeah. And sorry, we're doing this on YouTube. So if you want, oh, and then you go Renfro right there. I like sure. that lineup. That's not a bad lineup. Yeah. So you're you're basically banking on. And again, all right, so for, for those who are listening to the podcast, we have Tyson Williams as the captain, Lamar Jackson, Mark Andrews in there for the Ravens, and Ruggs, Carr, and Renfro. And the way that this sort of works is we are anticipating in this game script that the Ravens are going to pound the ball, take some shots, some play-action shots in the red zone to Mark Andrews. He's going to catch a couple touchdowns or, or a touchdown. Lamar and Tyson Williams are going to be the guys who are running the ball late, and the Ravens are the Raiders are going to be playing catch up, and be throwing the ball to Rugs and to Renfro. And you'd like to have uh, Waller in there, I think. I wouldn't be opposed, Sully, to because some it, it's weird how this this showdown stuff works. I wouldn't be opposed to go. Oh, you can't get Waller in there, can you? If you want, I'm, I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah. So you'd have to you have to dip out a if, let's say you got rid of Andrews and Renfro, add Waller, and who would you have to who could you come back with? Oh, now this is kind of interesting. So let's go Trenton Cannon in there, right? So in, under this, what we're presupposing here is that the Ravens just run the crap out of the ball. So we have Lamar Jackson, we have Trenton, we have Tyson Williams as our captain, Lamar Jackson and Trenton Cannon. These are just the guys who are going to get the carries for the Ravens. And then on the other side, you have Derek Carr, Darren Waller, and Henry Ruggs. And essentially, those guys are going to be playing catch-up and throwing the ball. You know, let's say the rate of you know, 50 passing attempts from Derek Carr. And if you get that, you're going to get 
probably 10 targets for Henry Ruggs and Darren Waller each. So that's, I, I, I like that sort of bill. That, that one makes a lot more sense to me like that. I like how that looks. And even too, I know we, 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 you know, we've gone past the props and stuff like that, but even if you look at the over for car passing touchdowns to me, that makes a little bit more sense as well, just because I think he's had, I think it was 10 out of his 16 games last year. He had multi passing touchdown games. Like, so there, there is a path there too where they're playing catch up. He's obviously has the ability. He has a ton of these weapons. Where Waller is a, is a great guy in fantasy. You have somebody like Henry Ruggs, who you know I really like tonight, where you can just completely take the top off a of defense and and not and do a lot with a little in terms of his targets. So to me, that makes a ton of sense. All right, I'm gonna throw out one more thing, and then we'll get out of here because this podcast has gotten long. But we all, when it comes down to showdown, we all sort of presuppose we. It is. When you play showdown and you're if you're entering this fifteen dollar, uh, is it is it a Millie Maker? What, is, what, is it, what are they paying out? What's the? Uh, oh, this is a Millie Maker. Holy crap! Right, so you can win a if you if you fit. All right, there are going to be a ton of people playing in this contest. There are going to be a ton of people maxing out their lineups. They're going to be smart DFS players putting up some crazy stuff. If you want to try to win a million dollars or in this case, it's probably gonna be chopping a million dollars like right. ways or something like that. But you, you have to consider at least, and I would, you know, I, if you're playing in this contest, I would do uh, I would do more than one lineup. Um, if you want to, if you're considering playing in this contest and you want to be different and you want to try and get to the top, everyone is going to have, the notion that the Raven, the the favorite is going to run the ball and then the, the Raiders are going to be throwing it back the other way. What if we presuppose something completely different? And that's that the Raiders come out and are chunking the ball around and get a lead and then are just feeding Kenyon Drake on the back end. Kenyon Drake 10-8 for a captain salary. And again, we're presupposing that Josh Jacobs is out. And so we've got Derek Carr and Darren Waller and Henry Ruggs, where this is a Raiders go-off game. And in this case, we then want to have Lamar Jackson is going to be throwing the ball a bunch while trailing. Can we get Lamar and a pass catcher? Really sneed gross. Hmm. I wonder if we could do... Can we get Mark Andrews and Henry Ruggs? No, we cannot. Hmm. So, oh, let's do Devin DeVernay. So, in other words, we have a 4-2 split here with the Raiders and the Ravens. We are not playing Lamar Jackson in the optimal lineup. <laughs> uh, no Lamar Jackson in this lineup. It, 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 and I'm not saying that I'm putting this in right now. I'm going to think about this. I'm, I'm going to play some lineups like this for sure, though. But the idea being... NFL games don't always go like you think they're going to. Right. The, you know, the Titans were favored, and Derrick Henry's going to run all over the Cardinals. Derrick Henry had a horrible game. If you play Derrick Henry in fantasy, you probably didn't do very well. So is there a pathway? What is, what is the alternate pathway that you can think of where the Raiders have a huge game offensively and the Ravens are, are playing catch-up, and if that's the case – you know, how do you do it without Lamar? You know, we could also do this where we, let's say we take out DeVernay, we take out Ruggs. That'll give us enough. Oh, geez, Louise, Lamar is so expensive. Um, let's see, we get Lamar in there. And then let's get two, like, garbage pass catcher. We'll get, uh, we'll get DeVernay. And 
Then you can add a Hunter Renfro. No, Hunter right now I won't Renfro. But anyway, I'm, I'm babbling on. I'm, I'm, I need to I need to sit down and think about this myself. But it it was occurring to me as we were looking at this and building out these Lamar heavy DFS lineups that there's there is an uh, there is an alternate like there is definitely a game script where the Raiders have a huge game offensively against a banged up Ravens defense. And you want to be on the other side of that from a showdown perspective. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, you, like you're saying, you know, when you do these lineups, when you're in these contests, it's probably good to have a, a few lineups in here, you know, a couple of, a few chalk and then a few contrarian. I mean, look at yesterday. I mean, did anybody expect that Jameis Winston was going to score five, you know, throw for five touchdowns, but yeah. he's somebody who's a, who's a millie maker. Like that is, that is a type of play that can get you to the top of these, these, these contests. So yeah, no, I mean, you do have to kind of, you know, diversify your lineups. Let's say you're making five lineups. Don't just make all five with Lamar Jackson as your captain, sprinkle it around a little bit. Yeah. Especially if you're playing in that big contest and trying to win a million bucks. All right, Sally, we went really long with this preview. Sorry. Uh, but that was a good talk. It was a good talk. We did uh, some good lineups, did some great uh, betting, sp uh, betting props uh, and uh, bets. And uh, we will uh, talk to you on Thursday. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.